On today's episode of Too Legit with Alex Fernandez, we're going to be discussing the NLCS and how the Dodgers are breaking my heart every inning. And of course, we'll break down the ALCS. It's tied as we speak, but it will resume tonight. Other news, Monday Night Football happened. We'll talk some NFL this week. That was a real treat this weekend. I stayed home and watched a lot of football. We'll talk NBA because it is back. The season is here. Philly at Boston. Oklahoma City opening at Golden State. It's ring night in the Bay Area. All Warriors fans are ready to go. It's popping off tonight. I will give you a pick and a breakdown of tonight's games. Probably talk a little Bellator, Bud Crawford, and the Bellator card to close the show. And yeah, I hope everybody had an awesome weekend. Everybody enjoyed the football. If you're in, into the playoffs, enjoy those as well. Basketball's here. Let's get the party started. Drop the beat. football just ended and the Packers beat the Niners 33 to 30. I did not watch a single second of this because Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt, but it appears that it does not matter if you're Kyle Shanahan, just give him an arm, just somebody who can throw please. And you will put up 30 points, especially at the Packers at Lambeau. He took Beth Bethesda, whatever that guy's name is. Big Bertha. He took big Bertha to Lambeau. And almost got the W. But Rodgers is Rodgers. He's the GOAT. He's all you ever wanted in a quarterback. And he is a badass SOB. They win. And the reason I was not watching this Monday Night Football game, the main reason actually, is because the Dodgers and the Brewers are in the NLCS, the National League Championship Series. This is when people are watching baseball the most. It's not as regional. During the season, it's a very regional sport. But now... It's on primetime television. Unless you're in LA, it's 4.30 on a Monday for your game. But back to game three of the NLCS. The series is tied. This is the first game at Dodger Stadium. Of course, the crowd was sparse. Everybody was trying to get there on a Monday at 4.30. Everybody works in LA. A lot of people work two jobs in LA. And there was more people in the parking lot, more people trying to get into the game than that were in the stands. But nevertheless, the game started. Walker Bueller gave up the run quite early and the crowd was pretty out of it. There was no energy. That's what Kike Hernandez complained about after. We'll get to Kike after. But the game, the Dodgers were completely shut out, but this was a long time coming. The Dodgers, whole playoffs haven't scored with runners in scoring position. The whole playoffs, their offense has been pretty whack. And now these airs that have been adding up with Yasmani Grandal with the pass balls in the airs, the airs in the, in the in the infield as well. Um, Machado it loves to play with his hands. Machado loves to extend his hands, and for some reason, the play was clearly over. He just wanted to play tag with 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 Arcia there at second base. It had no effect on the play at first. Bellinger was safe by a mile. However, they have to enforce the letter of the law. Game ends for nothing. The Dodgers just have to find their offense tonight. Is a must win game you can't go down 3-1 and you're going to milwaukee although we had that game five in la 
the, the final two in Milwaukee. You have to win these next two to have a shot in Miller Park. The home of the San Vicentos. But it's looking really good for the Brewers right now. Their pitching is dominant. Craig Council was not as itchy. I expect an itchy trigger finger tonight from Craig Council. If the Brewers starting pitcher farts the wrong way, Craig Council is calling somebody. The bullpen is coming. Haters warming up in a heartbeat. Okay, and we got Rich Hill on the mound tonight for the Dodgers. I expect an expensive and offensive explosion tonight. The Dodgers got the highest payroll, and they got the most home runs in the National League. Big offensive outburst tonight from the Dodgers. They're going to respond. The game starts at 5.30, an hour later than last night. So it gives us more time to get to the park, to have more beer, to get more loud and obnoxious, and the Dodger fans to invade and to make a lot of noise and to not boo Yasmani Grandal. Please do not boo Yasmani Grandal. Do you think he wants to do that? Do you think he wants to strike out and ground out in clutch situations? Do you think he wants to let those balls get by him? No. Don't boo your own player. Don't chant, we want Austin. Because there's going to be a time in this series, or perhaps the World Series, that we're going to need Yasmani Grandal to, to jack one down the right field line and to drop his bat ever so gently. So you cannot boo Yasmani Grandal. Kike, the energy will be there tonight. Kike complained. Okay, but it's hard to cheer for a team that's not doing anything on offense and that's getting that's doing ridiculous stuff, running the bases, being sloppy on defense. But tonight, Dodgers 10, Brewers 3. ALCS is tied up as well. The Astros and the Red Sox. I hope the Red Sox, when I pick the, the Red Sox, rather, to win in seven games at home in Fenway Park, but the Astros are ridiculous. Their lineup is unbelievable. There's no easy outs. Bregman, Springer, Altuve, Correa, Marwin Gonzalez. Gaddis is on the bench. That's how yoked they are. They got Garrett Cole, Verlander. They got, and they got the Osuna dude from Toronto. They're, they're, they're stacked. And the Red Sox are really shaky. If you're a Red Sox fan right now, you are just on uneven ground the whole game. You don't know if David Price is going to combust. You don't know if... Craig Kimball is going to discombobulate himself and just start, you know, he does this thing. He may just start, you know, start hanging it from here. And it, it, I love it. That's, that's, if you're a closer right now, you're on shaky ground right there. The whole thing is a closer because Jeffries loaded up the bases last night as well. Like the closer is the scariest thing right now in the playoffs. If you're a fan of baseball, you shit your bricks when the closer comes out. Especially if it's your closer. You're just like, oh my God, it's all on you, Jansen. But back to the ALCS, I expect the Astros to win tonight. It's the first game back at home. I believe, what, 70% of the people who win game three, 70% of the teams who win game three, rather, win the series. But the Cubs disproved that in 2016. So we'll see. Big game tonight in the ALCS. I predict the Astros four. And the Red Sox won. They'll get a run. I don't really watch American League Baseball that much unless it's the ALCS and the World Series. I just don't follow along. The Angels, if they're on the channel, if they're on Fox Sports West, because Mike Trout is sometimes exciting to watch at 7-10 when there's nothing going on on a Tuesday. Other than that, I just stick to National League Baseball. And it's really hard to watch the Dodgers out here because they're on a network, or excuse me, they're on a network that only 40% of LA has. So you really got to search to watch Dodger games or just go to the go to the stadium. NFL talk. The Rams are still undefeated. They are 6 and 0. Shout out to the Broncos for the backdoor cover. I predicted that. 
last episode on Too Legit. I hope everybody cashed in. hope everybody locked it in and cashed it in. Thank you for the Broncos plus six and a half. The Rams. It didn't matter that Jared got through the ball 14 times. And I think he had two picks. Didn't matter. Todd Gurley is the offensive MVP right now. Who is having a better offensive year than Todd Gurley right now? Okay, I know Patrick Mahomes. I know everyone's going to say Patrick Mahomes, but look at the weapons Patrick Mahomes has. Okay, we're gonna. it's going to be a battle between Mahomes and Gurley. I can't wait till they face off November 19th, I believe, in Mexico in Estadio Azteca. But my pick is Todd Gurley for the offensive MVP right now. I know Mahomes is hot, but he won't keep it up. He won't keep it up, and I think Gurley will keep it up with that offensive line is so strong. And look, Sean McVay, it doesn't matter who's out there. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup can have a concussion and a torn ACL, and he's still out there running routes and catching touchdowns. Unbelievable game by the Rams. The Chiefs, of course, lost in a shootout with the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill is the fastest human being I've ever seen. I need Tyreek Hill versus Usain Bolt tonight. Live on pay-per-view in Las Vegas, Nevada, USA. Can we please make that happen in the offseason? In the winter, it's not as cold in Vegas when Tyreek Hill is in the offseason. So it's not going to be a big deal to make that happen. Patriots are the Patriots. I think they let the Chiefs score at the end there with three minutes to go in the fourth. And they came down hit the field goal to win the game. I can't wait for that game to be the AFC Championship game. I really believe it will be the AFC Championship. But the game will be in Arrowhead Stadium. Chargers look amazing. They're back to being the sleeper Super Bowl AFC representative. They were 16-1 to win the Super Bowl at the start of the year, I believe. I predicted that they would be... That's not, that, that was my sleeper Super Bowl pick. They look great, other than the facing the Chiefs and the Rams, the two best team in the league. They're, they're, the, they're right there. They're winning all their games. They look great on offense. Phillip Rivers is a gunslinger, and he is 100% hilarious. I love Phillip Rivers. Melvin Gordon is great. The defense is showing up. The Chargers are serious threat in the AFC. Look out for them. They're only a game back now of the Chiefs, right? They're only a game back of the Chiefs right now. So look out for the Chargers. Jacksonville at Dallas. I completely whiffed on this one, folks. I thought Jacksonville was going to show up. But Jacksonville's defense did not show up. They are starting to build themselves as a brand of front runners. Not Saxonville, but when the going gets good, they, they're on top of you. They swarm you. But when it, when it gets bad, you can get on top of them. You can lay the avalanche. You can lay the smack it down on Jacksonville's defense. And that's what Jason Garrett did with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and the whole Dallas Cowboys offense. Folks, Jason Garrett finally... He finally dusted off the offensive playbook. He took off the training wheels. I think he was scared this whole season. He didn't want Dak to get hurt. So he didn't let Dak do shit. He didn't let Dak do anything on offense. They finally let Dak do his thing and be a mobile quarterback, which seems to be Jacksonville's kryptonite, which seems to be the South's kryptonite. Look at Alabama mobile quarterbacks. No bueno. Jacksonville mobile quarterbacks. No bueno. Back to this game. 40-7. to Dallas. Can, can win the NFC East. Do not be surprised because you can make a case that Dallas is going to win the NFC East right now. If you let Dak do his thing, if you let Connor McGregor go to every single Cowboys game and strut and spray whiskey on the Cowboy faithful, it's going to be a great night. 
So you need to let that happen, Jerry Jones. You need to sign Conor McGregor to uh, an appearance deal. And Proper 12 has to become the official whiskey of the Dallas Cowboys. What other? Uh, any other big games? Any other big games? I'm trying to think of any other big games. Any other big games? Raiders are horrible. They're shopping Amari Cooper and Carl Joseph for first round picks. They are giving up on a 24 and a 25 year old who, what, two years ago with Jack Del Rio, they won 12 games. Amari Cooper was a stud. The defense was at least coordinated and not that awful. They were at least coordinated. Now it's all just shits and giggles right now. It's comedy right now in Oakland. John Gruden is completely confused. He does not know how to talk to the media. He was gone from the game for what, 10 years? It could have been 50 years. I mean, it's like technology. He was gone. And he does not know what to do. He thinks he can just make anything happen. He's probably going to trade Derek Carr. Look out for Jacksonville. Look out for the Giants. He's going to start over and draft a QB from the top. And, and start. Uh, he's got 10 years. So he can basically do what he wants. He can suck for eight and be good the ninth and suck the 10th and still make $100 million. And Seattle's there. Seattle's just there. They're good some weeks. They, they prepare great and Carroll rouse up the troops. They were competitive against the Rams. I mean, at home, they came down to the final possession. Sean McVay put his balls on the table and went for it on fourth down and closed the game out. And now the Seahawks get this W. They go on the bye. And I always will take I always take a good coach on the bye. And I think Pete Carroll's a good coach. So they'll, they'll probably rack up another W after next week. I got nothing to say about the, the Panthers. I don't even know. The Panthers beat the Redskins. I know that. 23-17. I don't even know who the Vikings played. Couldn't tell you. But I just remember the, the wavy dance that Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins were doing. The biggest highlight right now for Minnesota for me is Kirk Cousins' pregame uh, festivities. He's hilarious. He's awesome right now at doing his leadership role. He is the captain. He is the highest paid guy on the team. I love it, Kirk Cousins. Keep it up. He's more than just you like that. The NBA is back, and if you can't tell by my shirt or my background, I love the Lakers, and I love me some basketball. I'm a huge basketball fan. I could go watch the Clippers and the Nets, and I'll be more than happy to sit there and pay $18 for a beer at Staples Center and enjoy the game. Love to watch basketball. The season is here tonight. Philadelphia goes to Boston. Come on now. Come on, really? Boston. And, of course, you got OKC without Russell Westbrook. They're cleaning up that knee. That's the third time they're, they're working on that knee. He's out, and they're facing Golden State Warriors on a ring night. It's going to be a special event in the Bay Area. I'm really happy for the Warriors because they won. But this season, F them. Go Lakers all the way. I'll take the Warriors to win tonight. Curry goes off for, like, 30 points. He's going to show out on primetime television for the first game of the year. And, of course, I'll take Boston to beat Philadelphia at home. Now that we've covered tonight's slate of games, I want to give you my NBA award predictions. Just a quick list of all the different awards and who I think is going to win it. So take this to Vegas like you took the Broncos-Rams bet. Take it to Vegas, lock it in, and make some cash. The best record in the NBA will go to the Boston Celtics. They will win way more than 60 games. Uh, probably 63. Take the over on them. If they're all healthy, they are a scary, scary threat to the Warriors. The Warriors will win the West, and I have the Warriors beating the Celtics 
in the NBA Finals. I hope the Celtics get home court advantage because Game 7 in the Boston Garden may tip the scales, and I just hope everybody is healthy when it gets there. But that's my prediction, Warriors over Celtics in the Finals. My MVP is going to be none other than the King, LeBron James. LeBron James is going to accomplish a lot of things. I made a video, haven't dropped it yet, but it will be coming to YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. Top five accomplishments in LeBron's career as a Laker. Number one will be to win the MVP. That's one of the five, is winning the MVP. I believe he wins it this year. 50 wins for the Lakers and the three seed. Who expects that from the Lakers? 15 plus victories from the year before. LeBron makes everybody better. He makes Brandon Ingram take another step. Kyle Kuzma is going to be playing at an all-time level. Lonzo Ball is going to look great for however long he's a Laker. Josh Hart, KCP, it's all going to do amazing things because of LeBron James. My rookie of the year is going to be Luka Doncic. I'm picking Luka Doncic to win rookie of the year. Look, in my opinion, Luka Doncic was the best player in the draft. He should have gone number one overall to the Phoenix Suns. To pair Luka Doncic and Devin Booker as your backcourt is an incredible thing. I don't know about defense, but your offense would look beautiful. They went with Aiton, who is my sleeper rookie of the year. I believe Aiton will play a lot of minutes and will put up super numbers. But Doncic is going to be unreal. He's going to help that Mavericks team win a lot of games. And if you've seen him in the preseason, if you've seen him overseas play with Real Madrid, he's not scared of the moment. He's a big dude. He's Mr. Slow Motion, but he's uh, he's amazing. He's so gifted. He's so crafty. Look, this guy's won the EuroLeague MVP. He's won the EuroLeague Championship multiple times. He's ready for the moment. Luka Doncic is my Rookie of the Year. Sixth Man of the Year, it was a toss-up between Eric Gordon and Lou Williams. You could even talk about Fred, Fred Van Fleet out of Toronto. But in the end, I went with Eric Gordon. He's on Houston. He's high-level offense, lots of points. Energy guy, it's going to be great. My defensive player of the year is going to be Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, mark my words, will not be traded. Anthony Davis will contend for defensive player of the year in MVP. Okay, and if you want to bet a long shot, you can bet Anthony Davis to win the MVP and the defensive player of the year. I believe that's what Anthony Davis is going for. That is a heck of a goal. He can do it. He can do it. I believe him, Durant, and LeBron are the only three guys that could probably do it. Giannis, maybe, but those three guys could win those awards in the same year. Watch out for Anthony Davis. I got him winning Defensive Player of the Year. Most improved player. I'm going to give it to Carmelo Anthony. This man, Carmelo Anthony, he, he, man, look, he could hit the side of a barn door from 17 feet out in, in Oklahoma City. Okay, he's going to Houston. He's got D'Antoni again. Maybe he'll re he'll reinvent himself a little bit. He'll gain some of that form from 2011-2012 when D'Antoni and Melo were together. And remember, Mike D'Antoni is an offensive whiz. And hey, maybe Carmelo Anthony finds himself, hits the threes, does his thing. He stays mellow. Carmelo Anthony is the most improved player. Comeback player of the year. You could have given this to Carmelo Anthony. My comeback player of the year is Gordon Hayward, okay? Gordon Hayward is coming from that catastrophic injury. He will come back to score way more than 20 points a game. He's going to be a vital piece to Boston and their quest to take down the Warriors in the NBA Finals. Brad, Steven, Brad Stevens loves him. I think he's a great player. People forget how good he was. He was an all-star 
in the West before he got injured. He's a good player. Really good player. Coach of the year going to Brad Stevens. The Celtics are going to be great. I hate saying that. I effing hate the Celtics and I hate the Warriors. But hey, that's going to be the finals. Brad Stevens, winner of the coach of the year. The guy never wins coach of the year. They hate him. Because this guy got that guaranteed deal. He's making all this money. But hey, he wins. He gets W's. What can you say? My good surprise team of the year is going to be the Dallas Mavericks. I believe the Dallas Mavericks are going to be pretty good. They're like eighth seed good. Like they're going to contend. They got DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, Harrison Barnes. And of course, Dennis Smith Jr. taking a step. Luka Doncic adding to the, to the festivities over there in Dallas in the Big D. And I think Dallas is going to continue. Their defense, look out for their defense. Their defense is really good. Their defense is really good. They're a fun team to play with in NBA 2K. Dallas Mavericks is my good surprise team. My bad surprise team is the Washington Wizards. Look, John Wall and Bradley Beal, I'm sorry, Anto the boss. The combination does not work. John Wall is getting $40 million a year. He can't shoot the three. Bradley Beal can shoot the three. When Bradley Beal is the point guard, they're amazing. The stats show they're better with John Wall, but they look. The eye test shows they play better with Bradley Beal. This backcourt is not going to win anything together. They brought in Dwight Howard to completely put things over the top. They brought in Dwight Howard not only to bring things over the top to cause more chaos in the locker room, but to have a butt nerve issue. There is a pinch. He's got a pain in his ass. And it's he's going to miss the start of the season, I think. Or he's going to miss at least a game, maybe. Because he's got a pinch nerve in his butt or something. Yep, his butt cheek. Pinch nerve in the butt cheek. So my bad surprise team is definitely going to be the Washington Wizards. They should really consider making a trade for Jimmy Butler. Package Otto Porter. And maybe bring in Jimmy Butler. Because they got to do something. It's Otto Porter, Bradley Beal, and John Wall is your top three paid guys. No bueno. And you have Ian Mahimney. I mean, that's, there's nothing else that has to be said. You have Ian Mahimney. For $18 million a year. My biggest trade of the year that will go down during the year is Damian Lillard will be traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. What? Yes. Damian Lillard will be traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. And I will tell you the trade right now. Damian Lillard for Lonzo Ball and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. There's your trade right there. There's your core trade right there. I believe Portland will try to... Th- Throw in a horrible contract um, like an Evan Turner deal, which I do not want, and the Lakers do not want to lock into that kind of money. I know people are saying Portland was a three seed last year, but hey, they got swept out of the playoffs. They got exposed by the big man in the middle. I know they got Nurkic, they got McCollum, and they got Lillard, but it's not a winning formula in the playoffs that's shown over and over again that it's not going to succeed right now. That ba- it's, it's just not a winning formula. And Lillard is the more valuable trade asset right now. Uh, Rest in peace to Paul Allen, one of the greatest owners in sports, period. Without Paul Allen, there'd be no sports in the Pacific Northwest. Starbucks guy, my guy Clay Schwartz, I forgot, Howard Schultz. Why did I say Clay Schwartz? Howard Schultz sold the team to Oklahoma City and Clay Bennett. That team was gone. And after a lot of pressure and a lot of talk to move the Trailblazers out of Portland, Paul Allen said no, and he doubled down and he invested all that money and he put a winning product on the court in Portland and the Pacific Northwest. 
So shout out Paul Allen. You're a hell of an owner. You're a great man. However, this team is going to be going through some some stuff. I believe some changes. They're not going to come out of the gate hot. The record's going to be so-so. The Magic's not going to be there. And that opens up for the Lakers to come in and swoop in and trade for Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard rocking the zero in Los Angeles. Staples Center and the big baller brand going to Portland. I can't wait to see the big baller brand, red and black shoes, the breads. My surprise trade possibly right here, Kent Bazemore going to Houston. Look out for that. Kent Bazemore fits that scheme beautifully. Also looking out for Kemba Walker and Nick Batum to get packaged up uh, to Phoenix maybe to because to, they need that cashed up. Kemba Walker's a great point guard, Phoenix, and you don't have a point guard. Phoenix's starting point guard is their second round pick, I think. And like, oh, you're starting in the West. Good luck. Other NBA talk, I wrote down some predictions this week that I really feel are going to happen in the NBA this year. Okay, take them for what it's worth, but I really feel like these are going to happen, and I'll probably drop in more and more as the coming weeks come along. But first off, I really believe this is Kevin Durant's last year in Golden State. They're going to win the title this year. It's a three-peat. It's four and five years. Greatest team ever. And then Durant moves on. He goes back to Oklahoma City. He ain't going to New York. The Los Angeles Lakers will make the Western Conference Finals, folks. LeBron James and the Lakers. Are you going to bet against the Lakers right now to not make the West Finals? Would you? Would you? Who are you taking? Are you taking the Utah Jazz or are you taking the Lakers in a best of seven? Are you taking the Oklahoma City Thunder or are you taking the Lakers in a best of seven? And the better question, are you taking Houston with LeBron being just a man-child and everything switching in a seven-game series with history, with the injury history of Houston and then not, them not being as deep as last year, the Lakers will make the West Finals. Number three, John Wall, Brian LeBeal already touched on this earlier. There's going to be some drama, and it's not going to go well for Washington. They're going to have to mix it up. Number four, Boogie Cousins makes the Warriors better. They're going to be something different, something you haven't seen before come April. Number five, Toronto's really good. They had the best record in the East last year, and they replaced their best player with a better player. They're deep. They also added Danny Green. The only question is how long will Kawhi Leonard stay in huddles because he seems to stay very far away from the huddles most of the time. Number six, OKC has the injury bug. Roberson's out. Westbrook's out. I have a hunch that the injury bug is going to bite Oklahoma City a lot this year. And they will slip in the rankings. Number seven, Jimmy Butler finally gets traded after throwing Andrew Wiggins' brother through a locker and gets, and he lands in Miami to play with Dwayne Wade in the final year. Number eight, the Clippers will fight for the playoffs. It's a solid team on paper, guys. I'll be going to a lot of Clipper games, and they'll be fighting. They're deep. They just got a bunch of no names, but they're great. Like the clamps. Can you see Bradley and Beverly? They can just clamp you down on defense. This is going to be an old-school team. You're going to win. Can you imagine just holding teams under 90 and the Clippers win games 87 to 81? They're going to be like the Pistons of 04, 05, 06. Just comedy and just hold teams to no offense. I can't wait till they play the Warriors just to shut them down. Try to keep them under 100. 
Number nine, Giannis almost averages a triple-double in the East. But he's not going to get enough wins to get MVP consideration. And the last one, shout-out to Stax Montana and all my Knicks fans. They're terrible. They're not going to surprise anybody. They're going to be really bad in David Fizdale's first year, 23-29 wins. But they're going to get a top pick, and they're going to be really exciting in the next three to five years. So, shout out to the Knicks and to the Knicks fans. Quick fight talk. Bellator 208 happened on Paramount this Saturday night. For people who don't, Bellator is like the UFC. Fedor versus Sonnen. It's the only fight I watched. And Chael Sonnen was ragdoll and kept getting like semi-knocked out by Fedor's punches. The fight almost looked fixed. It's like Chael went in there and was saying to himself, how do I take the least amount of damage possible and make the most amount of money. And that's what he did. He rolled out of mount. He rolled out of half guard. He got out of the back position. It was all set up for Fedor to win. Fedor wins stoppage by punches. As I predicted last week, he'll go on to face Ryan Bader in the final. Bud Crawford on ESPN on Saturday facing Jose Benavidez Jr. And Bud Crawford was a beautiful knockout. You need to check it out. If you're watching this on YouTube or Instagram, Instagram more likely will have it. We got the clip playing for you as I speak. Bud Crawford landing uppercuts from hell, knocking out Benavidez Jr. Still undefeated and just a god at 140 and a beast at 147. We need Errol Spence and Bud Crawford to finally happen to unify the titles and to have the best boxing match in the welterweight division. That's a big money fight. Please put that on, on CBS. The world needs to see that fight. That's a high level fight. And that's my fight corner right there with Alex Fernandez. Thank you, everybody. For listening to Too Legit with Alex Fernandez this week, make sure to subscribe here on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud. And if you're watching on YouTube and Instagram, subscribe for daily content and to never miss a clip and some laughs. Once again, my name is Alex Fernandez. You can follow us at Too Legit Sports or AFDez99, AFDEZ99. You, uh, you can find us there. We'll be back Friday to discuss LeBron's Laker debut and hopefully the Dodgers are alive. Till then, I'll talk to you next week.